You're listening to Legends of Thra, a new podcast from Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal Podcast. Welcome to Legends of Thra, a Dark Crystal Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Prater, joined by my co-host, James Reedy. How are you doing, James? I'm all right, thank you. You? I'm well. We have a little bit of a delay here, people, so bear with us, but maybe you won't notice that in editing when I edit this. Uh, this is two days before I fly to England to hang out with James and Rob and other friends of mine, so this is an exciting time. I leave on Monday. <laughs> been preparing for this for a long time. It's going to be a great time, but today we're here to talk about the creatures of Thra, and there's a lot to discuss. What's one of the first creatures, James, that you saw, whether it's in the original film or AOR, that that captured you? Oh, that's a difficult question. I think... Um there's a couple that come to mind. It's always the it's always the fan favourites, isn't it? One is the Land Striders, just purely because of how um, I loved how in the original how they were done practically. Um, yeah, so like the, a little bit of background on it. So um, one of the perform the mystic performance, Robbie Barnett. He was a um, he was a circus performer, and he came in to, on to set with uh, four stilts. Uh, one strap to each arm and they were so impressed by that look and that that how that how he moved on those stilts that then Jim got Brian to design the Landstrider around that silhouette which is quite well known um but uh what is interesting is like the difference between um the movie and Age of Resistance is whereas in the movie obviously it's fully practical there's a guy in a suit with a cord on the back for safety. Uh, with Age of Resistance, they, they never actually did that. It was like a um, animatronic puppet. So you never mm. actually, we never actually get to see the full wide shot of a Landstride. And if it is, it's CGI. So all of the close-up shots in Age of Resistance, it's a animatronic head. And then they're operating the body and legs off screen, so below it. So it's, they're actually performed from below the legs. Um, and uh, I wonder if it's because um, Hugh Spite, who was one of the performers, uh, tells this wonderful story. Well, I say wonderful, it's quite horrific. But he, when he was in the original Landstrider uh, and they went to do the Landstrider versus the Gartham, um, the tongue was... Um, was like a uh it you know it com- comes in and out and it was meant to strike the gartham so they created this new landstrider head that he wore and it had like a, a battery pack that he wore around his neck and the the tongue's meant to lash out on command on command uh, and hit the gartham well while he was performing that it caught fire <gasps> and so he's so he's on these stilts in all the costume with this animatronic head on with this battery pack catching fire on him. And they rushed to get him out. Thankfully, he wasn't, he didn't suffer any major injuries. But yeah, you can imagine trying to get a guy out of stilts who's on like what? What are they like eight, nine feet or something ridiculous? Yeah, it's huge, tall. right? Well, Plus not, they maybe not the, eight, nine feet. The safety wire and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then you've yeah. got the Gen or Kira puppet on the back as well. Um, and yeah, and I just wonder if I just wonder when they went into Age of Resistance, they were like, you know what, this is just problematic. Like what we and you know some of the shots that they wanted to um, 
they wanted to do like um, you know those wide shots of them in the castle coming out of the castle with the carriage and everything it's all CG anyway so it's kind of like is it really necessary to put somebody or safe to put somebody that high up where it's yeah. not really that stable you know they just yeah it's just but I think um, I, I've always loved those creatures I just think that design and um, the sound effect as well the sound effect's been used a few times on other films if you've uh, if you're a fan of Flash Gordon there's some um, characters in red. They look like red Imperial Guards from Star Wars, but they use the same scream that the uh, when they when the um, when the uh, Landstriders die is the same sound effect. So I, I, even mm. as a kid, it always kind of like creeped me out a little bit. Um, and uh, for some trivia to our listeners, they used the same sound that was used for Empire Strikes Back for the. Um, what are those things called? The tauntauns. tauntauns. The tauntauns, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if In the sound is familiar, yeah. they're using a variation <laughs> on that same sound. So, yeah, yeah I, I remember when I first heard I was like, oh, it's a tauntaun. I thought it was great. Um, but I really think what they did in Age of Resistance with the with the Landstrider, it really worked. It wasn't a full-bodied thing, but it didn't really need to be, honestly. Yeah. Um, we didn't really – we got it, like the faraway shots, like when the Almadra is – with her guards and she's walking into the forest to see what's going mm. on. And they yep. show a landstrider that has been taken over by the darkening. It, it worked. It's CG, but they marry the CG and the f practical so well that yeah. I don't even, I don't even like even that scene where uh, Tavra is riding in the forest and she's not looking for Brea, but Brea ends up being in the forest. She's looking for, I think, uh, Rian. Yeah. Uh, that was really effective as well. She's on the, the Landstrider. And, uh, and to your point in terms of safety, in the book, the making of book, which I know you have, Kevin Clash went on record saying we didn't want to put anyone at risk. Oh, because, okay. I did, I must and that makes that total sense. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, that, you know, you got to put someone in a costume and seal it up, and then they're on stilts. Yeah. Um, so how long are they going to be on those stilts for? Like, all of that, all mm. of that, like, that's a lot. Plus, they have to have the, like, I don't know if Age of Resistance shot exterior. I mean, I know that there are some exterior shots, but I don't know if yeah. any of the puppetry yeah. was done on the, in the actual outside. Do you know, that's a good point. I don't think they did, did they? I don't think so either. I think it's Where all inside. In the original, a lot of it but was in the, Yeah. Well, you see, with the, in the original, with the, you know, with the scene where Jen and Kira first get on the Landstriders and, you know, they, they, off they go they did that they had a a that was all done on the um elstree studios back lot and they had a massive crane mm -hmm. above them which had safety wires onto the back of the uh landstrider performers so yeah so yeah i don't i don't that's a good question i don't think they did have anything outside on age i'm gonna ask about that we can ask at yeah. the convention yeah 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 definitely because um yeah no, I don't think, think they did. I don't yeah, think there is to, any. Yeah, I don't think because, there is Because things like things like um the scene where you know Rian comes to save Brea and um uh Hup and Deet and Law breaks the carriage open and they're in the forest. Mm -hmm. That's all puzzle wood. Yeah. But they definitely did not take the puppets to puzzle wood. So I think what they did is they filmed Puzzlewood for when they're traveling, and then it so, and then when they actually 
you know, he stops the carriage and he tries to save him. I think that then cuts to an interior sound studio uh, uh, studio set hmm. floor. So sort of a, a composite of real yeah. world, but studio. Okay. That works, yeah, though. I think so. I think so. But yeah, like you said, on the original, there was quite a few, a few um, scenes where it's exterior, like all the bits where the mystics try to enter the castle and the Gartham are guarding the like, entrance, that's exterior. And, mm -hmm. you know, the battle between the Landstriders and the Gartham, that's, you know, there's loads of behind the scenes shots of them. You can clearly see it's outside. Yeah. Um, that scene where uh, Rianne meets the couple and the baby going to Semi Thicket. Mm. It, the lighting is so amazing that it looks like it's outside, not just yeah, because yeah. of the set, but it really, it feels like you're in this other world. Um, yeah. Another, I think, in terms of the original film, I mean, the crystal bats are something yeah. that are, is really amazing. And I know oh, that yeah. for part of the effect, they use animation, but I mean, a lot of it wasn't animation. It was the actual bat and they were on yeah. strings or they were in the water. Uh -huh. uh, very interesting, unique design. I'd never seen anything like that before where it's no. kind of a bat and they kind of have like, they, but they don't really have bat wings. They're called crystal bats, but they have more like chopped up dragonfly wings or something. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they're, um, I, I always love that because I, I, the idea I think comes from the fact they're meant to be almost like facets of the crystal. So they're mm -hmm. kind of not of the dark crystal, but they're because the, this, this part of the law is where the Skeksis try to create their own, like replicate the crystal and in doing so failed. So like, for example, the stone that they strike in trial by stone is their attempt to replicate the dark crystal that's mm. failed. And I think they incorporated that with the crystal bats. And I love if if you actually look at the, the front of the bat, You've got like this, obviously a stone, but it's almost like gripped by talons. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of actually like creating them, all their wings were like um, made from off-cut bits of wood that were whittled down, hand-whittled to make those amazing, like almost like tree-like branch, yes. branch-like wings. Yes, uh, absolutely incredible. There's a I can't remember. Try to think what the gentleman's name is. There's a guy who's um works with jim henson company who's currently uh, his sole job is to restore um the old puppets and he had one of these crystal bats laid out and uh ah oh, just absolutely beautiful in terms of like the build ev everything's just stunning mm -hmm. and it but looks... yeah going, when you're saying about the animation as well i think there's one shot isn't there where i think it's where the bats leave the castle where it's actually too yeah well in the interior, well, actually, no, you're right. It's only the one shot when they're leaving the exterior of the castle. Yeah, that's an in the animation. Interior, yeah, the interior, you can actually see a wire or, or one of the things because they drop down and that's then they right, fly yeah. away and you can see yeah. one little wire there. But cool. <laughs> but it's cool. I like how um, we keep with the crystal bats, how we we only, we subtly see them throughout Thra. So like when Jen's going up to see Augra, Mm -hmm. And he's climbing up the rocks and he slips and you just see one sort yeah, of hanging the, from the tree, mm. but you're not really sure what it is. And it's kind it's of just scary. there. Yeah. I love it. I love them. I was really, it was one of the things I kind of missed from age of resistance was the crystal bats. I know it's only, they're only a small part of it, but it's so quintessentially dark crystal. You know it what is. I mean? Yeah. It's such a different world 
the the original film is such a different looking world than Age of Resistance, as we've discussed this before, as it should mm. be, because the darkening's fully taken over, so everything feels a little colorless. Yeah, you know, there there are the moments when Jen's in the forest, which is really gets into the creatures of Thra, where you mm. see all of the the plants and everything moving, and uh, but there's another scene where when he's going to Augur's and you see they almost look like sea anemone. But oh they're, yeah, they're brilliant. They're, they are. They? Yeah, they, they got all like the fingers or whatever, and they they kind of move. I don't. They move almost like a. They roll, game. don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, which are fascinating. But they're, but they're full size, so they're the they're the um, some of the puppeteers are inside them. Actually, like as in that's really? like a full yeah. So it's like a it's like a morph suit with the tendrils coming off them, and then all they had to do was just like basically do forward and backward rolls away from Jen as he climbs up, which I, uh, which I love. Cause, um, um, uh, uh, Simon Williamson, uh, shared a photo of that, of him without, with his head, with the head off and all mm. the tendrils hanging off him, mm. which I thought was quite cool. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't, I mean, you don't get a sense, you get a sense of their size at the same time, the gen puppet it's, is small so you you don't yeah yeah it's hard, it's to, hard, to, it's hard to yes yeah, hard to gauge the scale isn't it yes absolutely uh, which is which is which is why I, again it goes back to why i love this movie so much with like in terms of performance because there's so many times where the human form is completely absent yeah that part of what i love is when you sit there and watch you go, how did they do that how is mm -hmm. how how's the performer creating that movement mm-hmm you know yeah and that's There's, and those creatures are like what in that for like what all of five seconds yeah it's that yep. one shot yeah that work and there's that one moment of many but that moment where the next morning after jen has you know come from augur's which has burned you see those things that are like spiraling or like spinning oh, and, yeah, then they, yeah. and then they but it's a reverse shot so someone probably <laughs> spun them and then they hit but they yeah. reversed it. I think it's a really amazing shot. Like they, yeah. the way they timed it um, is just great. But you're, it's, on, you're on about the things that are on the log. Yes. And they go. Yeah, they have like a spiral. <laughs> they have like a sp yeah. like spiral leaves yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah I yeah, love yeah. those things. I love them. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah, yeah they are. They and they, they kind of like those little moments are what make the world so large and so vibrant, aren't they? Like that whole scene, you know, it's such a, th when you think about it, the, the scene in the dark forest, like, like you said, with Jen, and you see the rock eating the creature that's chasing the flies and you see the tree coming out of the water and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they didn't have to do any of that. Like that entire sequence would have took ages to do. And yet it just adds so much vibrancy to that world. And I, I, I think I, I loved how in Age of Resistance, they kind of carried that on. You know, there's lots of when you sit back and watch the series, I mean, 10 hours is incredible. But when you watch it, you know, that bit where Deep wakes up and she's in the forest and she's slept and she's just walking through. And it, you can just again, you can see all these little creatures just dotted about, which may only have like a couple of seconds screen time, but it's just wonderful. Yeah, it is the world that they created. I would say probably as a tiny criticism the world they created the the forest world was a little bit more alive than the forest world in age of resistance probably because they had more time but mm. even still i mean what they created in age of resistance was gorgeous yeah. and amazing and i don't just, know about you i i really enjoyed um 
because what what's quite cool is like in uh, in the first episode when we see Skektek's laboratory on that, that back wall, he's got in cages. Or you know, he has the Arathim. There's all these cages of all these little critters and creatures. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all, you can also spot them throughout the series. Yes, so it's quite it's quite cool to see them replicated see them again if you know what i mean mm-hmm. their that own crystal kind. dinosaur that crystal yeah, looking yeah. dinosaur which i thought yeah. was brilliant and beautiful, oh, beautiful. And, and uh there's a behind the scenes video of them operating that puppet and yeah. it's a very simple puppet but the detail that went into it, i mean there's so much detail in every yeah. every inch of the puppets i mean um even like uh, the puppets or the creatures that are cg like the flying desert thing what's that called i don't even know what that thing's called oh i know it's like a it's like a um it's like manta a ray. Yeah, yeah it's like a manta yeah. ray yeah i really yeah again i love it cg uh, amazing though stunning yeah that, when that when it comes in when you when you first see it in that sunset absolutely stunning shot and i think the Arathim to you know you brought this up earlier mm. they're very interesting they're of course a precursor to the gartham you can kind of see some similarities in their in their underbelly and their carapace yeah. and a little mm-hmm. bit the way that they move but a lot some of a lot of them were cg for sure but a lot of them were practical uh when deet is in the forest and she's being confronted a lot of that is practical where there are people mm. under and they're moving it um and it's really really great so then you have someone operating deet and the operating the puppet and just the uh the symphony that's happening probably underneath to get the choreography. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just incredible. It's amazing to say they can't see what's in front of them. You know, I mean, like, maybe they had monitors. I would imagine they would have had monitors. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, because you can't do always, that. Always, pro- always probably, it's probably um, perception as well. So for us, it looks like the floor, the gra- so the, like the grass is in front of the camera. So it looks like the grass goes the whole way along covering the, gaps where there's where the puppeteers have stood where they've removed mm-hmm. the raft where they're in the rafters yeah but yeah again yeah that 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 um transition from puppet to cg was beautiful and i loved the callback to labyrinth where yes, they where they too. come together to make yeah. the mouth i thought i just that you know, and they didn't have to do that you know what i mean i, I think that's one of the things that i i think that age of resistance deserves brownie points for because there's so many things that they didn't have to do, but they did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's just, it's just awesome. It's and the, the, like the, you know, the Arathim and the, the, the group consciousness and that is just such a nice callback to another Jim Henson property. That's equally loved in its own way. You know? Yeah. I, I um, agree. And I, I think, uh, I, I mean, now that we're talking about creatures, I keep thinking like there's the Nurlocks, there's that cr- yeah. lobster thing that was a there's fan. loads yeah yeah, yeah so the um yeah the fan competition wasn't it we, there was yep. the jim henson company the fan competition what like two years before age resistance was announced something like uh, that it was about the same it, time as no it was JF. it was after uh, age of resistance was announced because they said oh, was when, it yeah because they said oh, when they okay. announced it that it would be featured in the movie or in the show. Oh, um, right, so okay. it had to have been 2017 20, yeah, late, yeah, late 2017. I think that's when it was announced. Yeah. So the 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 um young novel thing was before that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in like 2015. Yeah. I think. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm getting mixed up then. That's cool. Yeah. It's like a, it's almost like a snail mole thing, isn't it? Where they see the the fan the fan um he's kind of got like two hands. Yes. Like, like a snail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got individual fingers, I think. But yeah. yeah. 
it's a great uh, it was, design. That was, that was cool. Yeah, it was really. It's great, it's great to see um, and realize one thing, as well. One of the designs that I really love from Age of Resistance are the creatures that are coming out of the trees. The the green. Oh, lines. the thr- the thrush bogs. Yes, they're the, beautiful. Absolutely, they're beautiful. that whole moment is really great. Oh, it's, it's so amazing. it's such. It, I think one because they're ridiculously cute. Yes. Secondly, it's just such a lovely quiet moment. Like there's all that noise going on in the background, and then you just have this lovely quiet moment with Deet, where she's kind of re, she's re, well, she's not reconnecting, but she's connecting to Thra in a different way. You know what I mean? So she's lived her whole life in the caves of Grot, and you know she's uh, has a relationship with the Nurlocks and stuff. And then her first voyage out, she's greeted by an Arathim. You know, so she's it's like this aggressive act against her, and then. The thrush pog bit is kind of her, you know, Thra saying to her, you know, not everything's evil and nasty. You know, there are things here that you can trust, and it's just a, it's just a really nice moment. And that, and when she, I love the bit when she feeds it the um, luminous food, and you and you see the it swallow and it lights up all the way down, almost like Mm -hmm. um, like a firefly. Like oh, that just blew my mind. And I think the idea was that when they feed one, they all get fed, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they're all, they're almost, yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder if, yeah, that if they're longer, you know what I mean? So we only see the head, but they're actually all living in the tree, right? So they could actually be sort of like inside the tree as one being. I think that's what it's meant to. Yeah, there's trees around them too with more. Yeah, because she she feeds one and he lights up and then they all light up, don't they? So it's almost like. Again, it goes back to the thing of everything's connected. Yeah, which so, I think was was brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think well, I really like um, the artist Iris Compete. Is it? Is that how you pronounce it? I think that's how you pronounce it. Something like and that. And she, she did that wonderful beastery, and I felt I kind of wish we'd had one with the original movie. You know, as a kid. So I'm so glad that they came out and did that because it was so cool to just go through that book and spot the different creatures and then actually have like a little biography of those individual creatures. Whereas before, like in the world of the dark crystal, you got apart from say the key ones like Landstrider and Gartham, like some of those smaller creatures that you see, they were just creatures. You didn't know anything about them. You just knew it was, you know, you just referred to it as the, you know, the rock that ate the lizard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. nice to actually have them do something like a, com- a companion piece to, yeah, to the really series. Open the and world up a little bit more, make yeah. it more accessible. Yeah. 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 And, and, and you can understand it more. And they did, it was really cool how they like did little biographies about what they, how they live and what they eat and yeah. how they survive. I just think that adds again to that world. And if anyone is wondering what book James is talking about, it's called the dark crystal bestiary, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's, 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 developed and the illustrations are by iris compiet yeah we're probably butchering her last name yeah yeah apologies but iris she's <laughs> danish or she's finnish or something right danish or finnish. yeah yeah something um, yeah i think so beautiful beautiful work she did she just released another book or henson released another book of her drawings for labyrinth which mm-hmm. is also Again, amazing beautiful really amazing she's, drawings she's the best illustrator of that kind since brian froud in my hundred percent hundred percent just absolutely amazing like all hands up all hands up admit like when they first announced it i was like oh well it seemed, why isn't brian doing it and but as soon as i saw her artwork 
you just instantly like, oh, I totally yeah. understand why. However, like, I think that they need to get all of Brian's illustrations for Age of Resistance and release that as a book. That's a no brainer. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I'd buy that. But yeah, but like, I was just, it, Iris to me seems like she's the natural successor. Her art is so wonderful. And like, when you look at her past work with like um, uh, fairies and she's done like um, uh, something, oh, what's it called? Um, something of the fault lines, which was like her own there design. Fault lines, yes. But uh, yeah, that's right. And it was, it's, it's her work is outstanding. It is. So she, it is. It's really nice to see a new artist come in and be, you know, involved in that. And it, her work is outstanding, but it also feels like it's ancient. She, oh yeah, hundred percent images yeah. that feel like that, much like Brian Froud, where it, you can just feel the memory and the history in each image that she produces. Mm. It's quite and, stunning. Uh, and I will say, if you want to see more of her work, um, if you if you um, join her Patreon, she's done loads of videos of a lot of the, um, a lot of her drawings that didn't make it. So, mm. and actually, there's like only only a handful of the drawings that. So she did like you know she'd do like five or six or seven reins. And only one or two might go in the book. So she did. She did videos of all the drawings that she didn't make it. Wow! And every like some of the some of the Mordra um, drawings are absolutely incredible. Like the color, it's, it's all watercolors. It's absolutely stunning. Really worth your time. Yeah, I would agree. Do you know what I missed? What that I loved in the original film that you didn't see in Age of Resistance. Not that it really needed it, but the little uh, the crawling when they when they oh served. the crawlies. They're called something crawling. I almost, he sounds like he says crawling ooze, but they're not called crawling ooze, but they're little mice like things, but you can't really tell. And they whisk yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, they're like, they're like a little tiny fizz gig without a face. Um, yeah. Those were great. Cause you would see them scurry along the castle, which yeah. really made the castle come alive even more. Uh, yeah. I loved those in the original film. Uh, and I, again, it's one thing where it's hard to see how they did it. I mean, they're probably similar puppetry to Fizzgig, which we haven't talked about Fizzgigs yet, um, nope. which we, we can. But the Crawleys are just amazing, as are the Nebri, which we should talk they, about. As well. They were just a really cheap wind up toy that they really? put a cover over. Yeah. So they were like really, um, uh, I saw a, a picture of one. They were like um, from like the 1970s. Hmm. And they were literally just like a wind up toy that you just let go. And they then just put a like a, a furry cover over the top of it with legs, and then just literally released it on the on the table. Hmm. I always I always loved them because it always felt to me like that was kind of like Jim saying how rotten the place had become. So like how the how the castle is meant to be was always meant to be this like decadent place for the Skeksis to live in, but because the crystals now damaged and what they've done, the whole place is just rotting away. And the idea that the the castle is now infested with these like you know critters who are just like eating the you know you see them eating the you know the bits of meat off the floor and stuff like that mm -hmm. and just you know like like rotten meat and yeah just, that one moment that I love so much it's so precious and cute but also scary when. Uh, the Gartham master is eating and goes, oh, rotten. And he yeah. throws it on the ground. Uh. And then when it hits the ground, there's this little tiny, tiny guy next to it kind of, and he looks his head over and he survived somehow. I don't know where he is in this yeah. thing, if he almost was eaten, but it's such a wonderful moment. Like it's, he's this underground or he's this little creature that made it 
and then he saw something be thrown from the table. It's just a great moment. Yeah, it is an awesome moment. I, I, yeah, and I, the thing that I think, as from a di- uh, directional position, I always love that transition from how we saw. Yeah, we first get to see our Nebri, this great big massive amphibious creature, which everyone goes, "Oh Jesus Christ!" You know what the, mm-hmm. what the hell is that? And then suddenly you realize. Oh, it's got babies. And then literally, <laughs> and then literally the next shot, it's like Rose Nebri, my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, Jim, Jim. I love why? that he did that. I love that he did that. <laughs> he showed this like this he he connected it to us, or we connected to the Nebri. Yeah. And like, oh, and then all of a sudden it's just, no, this is the reality in the castle. This is food. Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> eat this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was the thing you moment. thing you were afraid of. Yeah, we eat that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I think that um, just going back to you saying about throwing the rotten meat, and I think um, Dave Goals was the um, was the Garthin master. He did some amazing moments. Like I love the bit where he, I always love the bit where he washes his face in that. Yes, hole. and it's just like like it's just yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah, and that, that would so have been, alive. And that would have been a special effect because you know they'll have to supply air to the water to make it bubble. So like, but it just seems so natural. Like yeah. it's just it's just wonderful. I just love that. Yeah, it was probably uh, uh, some type of thing underneath the, that they were making bubble, so it was airtight, like a yeah, hose, yeah. So they were just yeah, yeah. Someone's just it. blowing on it. And so then they had to time it all. Yeah, someone's just probably just blowing in it. So they had to yeah. time everything right. But yeah, that's a really, really great scene. I mean, there's a v- new version of that same scene, of course, in AOR where they're eating. But it's even more disgusting than oh, what yeah. we see, which is, you know, you see the the emperor's fingers coming off oh, and it, all the all the pus or whatever is falling oh, on. God, and they, he's dipping it into and then he's eating it like it's disgusting. Uh, yeah. it was, But it was effective as well. I think the worst part of that is when um, the ornamentalist gets that pie and that little thing pops its head out and she's just <laughs> yeah. like trying to stab it, stab the stab it with a, with a finger armor. I just, I was just like, Oh my God, it's inherently cruel. Like yeah, <laughs> poor yeah, little yeah. guy can't get away. Yeah. But yeah. And again, the age of resistance, they just took something that, uh, you know, fans absolutely loved. And just dialed it up, you know. Mm-hmm. There's like the part where the Chamberlain drops that eyeball, and that kind of dog comes out and eats the eyeball, and then goes back under the table, and you know, just stuff like that. It's just and I, you know, I've seen that that dog puppet. I've seen him. Um, I saw it at the exhibition, and it's such a wonderful puppet. And he's literally just for that shot. Mm-hmm. So what's he? What two seconds of screen yeah. time? Comes yeah. out, grabs the eye, goes back in. And you think, well, they could have used any other animal for that that they'd already made, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. They made mm-hmm. him just for that. And yep. it's just, yeah, just, again, it just masses of masses of work that just yep. make that world brilliant. And even in like a really small detail. So for instance, I think it's episode four of Age of Resistance where uh, Rian is before his old Madra and then there's a fight or, some, you know, he has to escape and, then there's the lights, the chandelier lights that kind of fall and he yep. escapes through the top and then they mm-hmm. break open and you have these little glowing things. I don't really, yeah. but they're, they're apparently, they're obviously living things and yeah. they're kind of flying around and one zaps up on the nose. <laughs> yeah. um, Bops him on the nose. It's just a great moment. It's a great moment that makes the world even more alive. That scene, that whole scene is just magical. I love oh. it. It's one of my favorite yeah. scenes in the show. 
Yeah, it's a real centerpiece, isn't it? I can't like, even imagine the choreography that it took. Like, because the, the things are falling, but there's people with puppets. So mm. they have to choreograph these chandeliers falling around people under, like, I don't even know how they even approached that. <laughs> I know. And it's- Rian is has to get away, so the ropes have to be. And, of course, they're doing this piecemeal. They're shooting portions of it at a time, but it's all yeah. brought together to make it one big scene. But just the scene where you see the rope and Rian is looking up to see how he's going to escape, then he grabs yeah. the rope and the rope, and I think he's digital a little bit at one point when he's up at the top. Yeah, I, th- I think I think he's digital when he goes up. the When the chandelier comes down, he goes up the rope and grabs onto the ledge. Yeah. I think that's all CG, and then it, yeah. again, it cuts to him when he looks down. Yeah. Um, I just, I you know that entire. I don't even know. I don't even know how you begin to even approach to do any of that, like, because like you like the the three and I think the three you had the um, you have puppet captain, which was Kevin Clash, and then you have, um, or as we still call him, master of puppets. Yeah, massive. <laughs> Tipping my hat to Eddie Munson. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you have, um, and then you have like first. I think it's, I think the terminology is first assistant, and second assistant, which would have been Dave Chapman and Warwick. And their uh, their job would have been to sit down and look at that and go right. How this is the scene? How do we how do we actually do that with puppets? Like that just blows my mind. How would you? That, there's so much complexity in that. Like, what do you? What do you do first? You know what I mean? It's just incredible. Yeah, and all they, I loved those. The idea that they're like those little firefly things inside the balls. They were just that was just beautiful. I love. I it's, would love a version of that chandelier with the some type of yeah. LED lights in there. Yeah, I want yeah, one yeah. so bad, but yeah, you'd that'd have be to great. Really, you'd have to like make a version of it because it's all rope and it looks very organic. Whatever is holding the the firefly things together. yeah it's like old like old like like sailor's rope isn't it mm-hmm. like boat rope but yeah, um, uh, which also reminds me of the uh the, what are they called the those butterfly like things the whifflers that come out oh the um sifters sifters okay yeah what they're called sifters wind sifter i think that's what they're called they're okay. the ones that i think they're the ones that carry off the pieces of the Modest Imperial Crown, Crown Modest yes. Crown, yeah, Wind Sisters. Yeah. I think that's what they're called. Okay, those were yeah. great. Of course, those were all CG, I believe, and there could have been a couple of of practical moments, but if there were, I don't know what what they were. But they were. It was an effective effect, anyways. Whether yeah, they yeah, or real. and that was taken. That was taken from a, a a drawing from World of the Dark Crystal, the book. Yes. Yes. From the original movie, just one drawing that Brian did that wasn't used, and they just incorporated that. Again, very similar to the um, Imperial Unimoth, another creature which was just ah beautiful. Those all mm-hmm. they that you know the, the where they're all hanging from the old Mordra's bedroom. Yes, all just yes. Hang, ah just. I want uh, one of those props. Where are oh, those props? Oh my god! Like, give me god one, somebody. Damn it. <laughs> and they're like made of glue. They're beautiful. They're so delicate and so easy to make but yeah absolutely stunning that whole like chandelier effect was just mm-hmm, stunning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then what do you, you know the general just starts eating them yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the the nurlocks oh i loved them i thought mm-hmm. they were such a great addition again there's moments where they're cg there's moments with the where they're Practical. puppets mm-hmm. and i i i when i watched that first 
episode and that Nurlock attacks deep. That I was really that really took me back. Like I, that I got I got real sort of like original movie shock mm-hmm. value vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I loved them. I mean, who who couldn't love the little baby? I mean, again, I want one as a toy. You know, baby Nurlock. <laughs> yeah, <a> toy. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be great. Have a little, even a little stuffed version of it. You know, like yeah, a, like, yeah. Like that'd a, be a awesome. Plush. Like yeah, plush, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. I like the Nurlocks quite a bit. I think that they were great. Yeah, and um, I love that. I love again. I love that um, the symbiosis that they did between the Grottons and the Nurlocks, and how they're kind of like, you know, there's like a bit where. Um, you know, we, we see obviously see Deep feeding them and they're kind of farming them and they're looking after them. But then later on, she says to Rhea, and I, you know, well, my tunic's made of Nurlock hide. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, you know, even though they look after them, they are still food or they are still, yeah. you know, when, when something dies, they still use them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's incorporated yeah. into their life, you know? It's a symbiosis where they both yeah. help each other. Um, in many ways, even in death, they help each other. So yeah, the, the Nurlock hide or whatever, um, but uh-huh. they feed them. Yeah, it, it's a great. It was, it was a really great puppet. Um, great effects, especially because it's, it's all taking place in a cave. I thought it was great. Yeah, I think that entire sequence where we start off with Deep singing to herself in the cave, and then she just falls back and flies through the caves of Grot. Mm-hmm. And we see all the waterfalls and we see the Nurlocks and we see her family it was just spellbinding. Yes. Like, like Some of the best. Just, yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just wonderful. It's real, yeah. real deep world building. Like yes. I, I totally get lost in that. Like I, yeah. I want to live there. Like, yeah. <laughs> Every time so I turn beautiful. on age of resistance, it is really this immersive experience. Mm. Nothing about it feels like, because, you know, there's some shows you're like, oh, okay, I see what they're going for, but it's not really working. It doesn't feel immersive. But for a puppet show to mm. put you into a world so fully um, yeah. where you're just, it, it's like Lord of the Rings. It feels. Oh, like, do you know what? You feels, just, I was just about to say that. It, oh, it yeah. feels like Lord of the Rings. Like it yeah. reminded me so much of sort of like when, um, when they get to Mirkwood and they meet Galadriel and you've got all the water and, you know, there's like those that lovely settings where it's at night and the stars that hundred percent, I felt like it was mm-hmm. like Lord of the Rings level world yep. building. Oh, for sure. Like, and that's not easy to do. It isn't like, easy to, to do. Like Tolkien's work is, is, is the godfather of sort of like fantasy. Right. Mm-hmm. So for, for, to have that feeling is such a, yeah, they, the cast and crew and everybody involved should be commended for it because it is that level good. It is up there. It is. It's what's, it so, is. It's what's so goddamn frustrating. It is yeah. that good. It deserves I have to bleep more. that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it, it, it is that good. It deserved. It, it deserves more, 100%. Yeah, it but, does. It, to make a world, again, and every detail is what builds that world. So that means mm. what are you doing? You're making detail after detail after detail. And yeah. I don't know if we've talked about this, but certainly even listening to the original prop builders and crafters on the original film, they talk about how much wasn't seen. 
Yeah. And then, yeah. In, in, in the shots. And some of them are angry, not angry, but first we're frustrated. Like, Oh, I worked all hard on this thing and it wasn't even seen or you see it for like half a second and then it's gone, but you feel it. That's what's really important. Like the moment where Jen goes into his master's hovel and oh. the, the wall is lined with all of that. You don't see everything. You can certainly, he's there long enough that you can take a good gander at it, but you feel it. You feel the world of the mystics. It's real. Yeah. It's alive. And Age of Resistance is the same thing, in my opinion. Yeah. When they go into the Conqueror and the Wanderers, I don't know, the, whatever that place is called. Um, what's it called? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, seven. Seven. Yeah, I, know, I can't something. remember. Summit, summit, um, summit of the Suns, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It uh, feels, yeah. It feels like it's I mean. been there forever. It feels yeah. dusty and and lived in and it doesn't feel like a set it's just amazing no. yeah and yeah and it's, it's like one of those it goes back to the thing where you could take one prop out of that scene and look at it and it'd be built and crafted with the same level of detail and love as any of the major set pieces mm-hmm. like it just you you know it goes yeah same as that you know uh Brea's diary you know, Pippa sat down there and, and did all the doodles for the for the pages, and yet you don't see half of them. You don't see it. You don't see three quarters of them. Yet that mm-hmm. book is full, full of art that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Yet it exists. Yet it exists, and you believe it exists as well, which is important. You believe that's her diary and that she's writing in it as the series progresses, which is is just wonderful. Yeah. I tell you what. We, I tell you what. We do need to discuss. We need what? to talk about the Gotham. We must talk about yes. the Gotham. Okay, let's talk about the Gotham. We, we can't not talk about them. I, uh, what did you think about when we first see the Gotham back in Age of Resistance? Oh, of course, I thought it was just amazing. I mean, again, it was this, in retrospect, it's this heartbreaking setup for something that wasn't going to ever happen. Yeah, was, I know. With Netflix, but still, seeing it, seeing the Gotham on the the balcony where you, you're, you're yeah. used to seeing them in the original and then that mm. pose. Oh, just amazing. Gives you chills, doesn't it? It does. It gave me chills and you, it tells us we're headed back into original film territory. Now that's where we're going. Um, Oh, just amazing. And I think it's even more amazing that they, that is, I, I'm pretty sure it's the only prop from the original movie used in age of resistance. They actually totally restored an original Gartham costume from the original movie. And they didn't have to do that. They could have easily just made a new one, but they didn't. They went to all that trouble. And it's just, it just connects it physically and spiritually, you know? Like I just, when we, when we have, um, you know, Deet's flashes where she sees Brea running through the forest and the Gartham comes from behind the tree, just, ah, oh, it just, it just fills me, fills me with nostalgia. And I just, oh, they're just so wonderful. The, the, the whole Gartham design is so, so wonderfully unique. And yet you, you, something about it, I don't know what it is. I think it's the giant claw. I just love that giant claw. I know it's only a minor thing, but it just adds to their ferocity, you know? They're just so they're just so massive. Yeah, like as, a, they, as a as a suit, it's so massive and, and so I heavy. Think, and part of what's terrifying about the Gartham, because I do believe they are terrifying, you don't know what's going on with them. You don't really know nah. what they are. You see it's like that skittish, like, isn't it? And you, you hear that like sound that like 
that sound that you know is synonymous the with the Gartham. The yeah, that clicking yeah. and and the and the movement of their like little faceplate thing um, yeah. back and forth, and their eyes are glowing purple. But you don't really know what's going on with them. Are they sentient beings? Or I mean, at the end of the original film, of course, they fall apart because they were powered by the crystal. Um, yeah, but they're scary and they're great. That like mm. uh, and and the moment the flashback in the original film where Kira's mother, we're not really sure who she is, is putting yes. her in the tree and that Garfield is after her. That's it's, terrifying, man. The ha- And it's just the hand. You just see the hand grab her and pull yeah. her out. Yeah. Oh. And then yeah, but behind, her, behind her, you see other Gartham's yeah. destroying Gelfling. Yeah. His favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> the genocide of the Gelfling. <laughs> the best part of Dark Crystal. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I, I've always loved their skittishness. That sort of, like you said, that there's like, there's a moment where when in the original movie where the um, Gartham have attacked the Podlin village and um, Jen and Kira are hiding behind that log. And there's like a Gartham and he's, he's busy doing what he's doing. And then Jen just pokes his head out just a little bit too much. And the Gartham's head snaps and locks onto him. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you just, and, and the, uh, and you just see the purple eyes and it's good. And it, they kind of do this sound effect where it's kind of like a bell ringing where it's like a ding. Like as he yes. catches, as he yes. catches, and you see the guy, and it's like the Gartham's locked on, and you're like, oh, oh man, <laughs> oh man, he's coming, and he comes, and he, the sheer sudden, they because the camera's behind Jen and Kira, you really get the sense of how big the Gartham is, and that, mm-hmm. you know he comes trundling along. And that um, sound of the, the music, oh, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Just they're brilliant. like land sharks almost yeah yeah and yeah, yeah like, they, like like one drop of blood you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and they can smell it um and i just you know um again like in uh, you know the podling village where they come smashing through the wall like it's just it's just brilliant it's it just brilliant. brilliant there's nothing I love- I, I, i've never seen anything like that in any other movie yeah you know it's like a guy in a suit maybe maybe terminator like it's that sort of, you know, they keep coming, you know, you can, how, how do you stop the, you know, even Jen, when he gets grabbed, you know, he, 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 he tries to stop him with the crystal. He uses this crystal as a dagger. Like, how do you stop these things? They're like tanks, but, um, and what's really one moment that's scary uh, among many moments that's scary with the Gartham or that feature, the Gartham or when they're putting the podlings into the, that big sack, oh, like, and no. then you see the podlings I in the know. back. And like they're that like crying. Is, and they're like, yeah, that's that's pretty haunting. It's really it's, scary. Yeah. And I I remember as a kid, like as as because because I well, I saw it when I was like six. So this kind of like it's hard to remember because I'm so infatuated with this movie now. It's hard to remember actual memories mm-hmm. of what I remember seeing as a kid and what I've now generated. Mm-hmm. So, but I I distinctly remember. I distinctly have feelings of just like. There's that one shot where, yeah, he's kind of just, he's dumping a podling in the top and the camera pans down and the basket is like moving. Yes. Yes. And they're like, they're like, ah, like that just, and that my heart, just talking about that, my heart, my chest yeah. hurts. I'm having a heart attack, people live on there. <laughs> like that, that just, it, it moves me because it's that idea of just like innocence being preyed upon, you know? And like when 
you know they get to the you know when they they go after them on the land striders and they they cut the rope and the podlings roll away yes and, and they almost and you, fall off the and, cliff and they fall yeah and you see them and, and jen's trying to get trying his bet and he's trying to get that that um basket open and then suddenly the gartham you know they've dealt with the with the land strider and again it snaps round mm-hmm. and you're just like god damn it get out of there get out mm-hmm. of there jen get out of there mm-hmm. and he pulls that real derpy face i love that that whole moment uh uh, yeah the the choreography for that entire sequence that uh, struggle at the the essentially the entrance to the castle is just yeah and i don't know how they're operating those puppets in that basket they're probably radio controlled i would imagine there's some basic or possibly they're just behind the basket yeah i think i think maybe it's only the bottom two that are moving their mouths i'd have to look back at it but it's probably like because there's quite a lot of them in there isn't there so you Mm -hmm. couldn't you can't physically see through the basket so they're probably just behind it but yeah i yeah i I don't know but again yeah i mean podlings man i mean they're just creatures of thra oh 100 percent 100 percent I mean, it depends how you look at them. I, it depends how you look at them. Because I think I think there's a distinct difference between the podlings in the movie and Age of Resistance. So for me, I feel like in the movie, there's kind of a bit more of a culture. Maybe because they, they don't... Maybe because we don't understand the word they're saying. You know, like when we first meet them, you know, we meet Kira and Kira's talking to them and, and it's kind of, you know, she says, oh, they're my clan and there's only certain words that she translates for Jen. Mm-hmm. The whole time they're just babbling amongst themselves and you kind of get a feeling that they're a community. Whereas I think maybe with maybe with Hup, now Hup, I feel that he's the same. I just felt like, I felt like maybe with the Age of Resistance, when they did the podling baths, it was a bit more... They made Muppet. him stupid a little bit. A bit I, more I, that's, Muppet. That's, I think. Yeah. I think the idea is that they're all children, okay. right? So they're all just kind of like they're bathing children. But it kind of felt a bit like they're all just like over the top laughing, screaming. I suppose that maybe that's just like they kind of a little bit of comedic relief for the younger audiences. Mm-hmm. But I felt like maybe they were handled more seriously in a in in the original movie yeah just you know, a bit more yeah. they're, they're, they're their own culture they you know even though they party a lot it's kind of like you know it's part of who they are it's not because they're like mental mm-hmm. and that's not me having a dig at age resistance at all it's just it feels slightly different yeah it's just you know? a little bit too silly i think for me i mean but again and i don't even feel like well you have to say this but i I, I'm going to like I, everyone knows that we believe that Age of Resistance is a, a master class of a show. There's just no oh, 100%, um, 100%. But, you know, there are some differences here and there. But I think one the whole sequence where you see Naya and Kylan hooded standing like under a brush or a tree or something. And yeah. They're watching they're watching Rian walk into the podling warehouse isn't yeah it? yeah like that whole it's just magic man like it's just yeah. all magic it is yeah. quintessential dark crystal you could have taken that scene and placed it in the original film and i wouldn't have even uh, quite yeah you wouldn't question difference. it yeah yeah you wouldn't question it i um, i i talking of podlings the two i i really like the um the two podlings that uh deliver the food 
Yes. Like, they are they are hilarious. hilarious. They, one yes. was puppeteered by Warwick uh, Brown O'Pike and the other was by Louise Gold. Yeah. And that was that was just brilliant. And the thing that I really love, like you probably won't get this, but there's like a, a kids program. Um, Louise said this in a in an interview um, leading up to the series. There's a there's a kids program called the Chuckle Brothers, right? You'll have to look it up. And it was two two brothers, and they kind of like they're kind of like a Laurel and Hardy type act, hmm. but for like younger kids. And their 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 caught their their catchphrase was to me to you. Right. So whenever they carried anything, they go to me, to you, to me, to you. And Louise was saying that was the kind of dynamic that they were trying to get with those two podlings that they're constantly mm. like, because you always see them together. You never see them apart. So it's kind of like this like Chuckle Brothers type <laughs> duo, like Laurel and Hardy type act that they've got going on. Which I love her um, voice too, because she's voicing one of them and that her Louise yeah. laugh or her oh, puppet no. laugh is very yeah. very identifiable and yeah. so hearing her puppet laugh oh my god it's just hilarious i loved it, it yeah it's that bomb yay bomb bomb <laughs> yep yep <laughs> but yeah, what do you yeah think... Lu- go ahead no i was just gonna yeah is, uh, you can yeah you can tell louise is just having an absolute blast with that yeah with that performance so what do you think of those the erathum babies the little thingy things whatever yeah the the um, uh yeah, what did they did they give them a name? Oh, I'm we haven't talked about the Pluffum either, by the way. Oh, the Pluffum. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I like the Aratham babies, the baby yeah. spider. I, I well, guess that's I, what they are. Every, Although they don't even every, look like Aratham. They look like walking flowers. They don't even look anything yeah. like the Yeah, they're kind of like um yeah, they do look like walking flowers, don't they? I was trying to think somebody um when I went to the Great Conjunction, somebody made like a fan made like hair clip version really and they were amazing i'll have to wow. look i'll have to give her a name check on the next one because okay. they honestly she turned up with them and i was like that is genius hmm. like i'm a guy and i want one you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i thought that was a genius i think a lot of people were like it's like the borg in dark crystal but it totally worked like it did work like i think i it, i was one of those people and i agree i think it was a little star trek but it works it works yeah i i i I thought i was really really ballsy to do that type of story in dark crystal like yeah again i did not see that coming at all like i was like i just thought you know they'd you know they'd go out and they'd you know they'd capture them yeah i suppose i suppose it's kind of like it shows the skexis using different techniques before they get to the gartham so the whole way through the age of resistance, you're kind of seeing this, like this growth of the Skeksis using different tools. And, you know, you know, in age of resistance, the, the, the Skeksis go to battle themselves. Yeah. By the time of the movie, they're, they're, they're beyond that. Now they're like, now we've learned our lesson. We're not getting involved physically in this. We'll just let the Gartham do it because that's what they're designed to do. So those like Arathim babies, I think was a really great idea to show us how, they're willing to manipulate anybody mm-hmm. and anything mm-hmm. to get to that end goal. And I love no. that, that not that night scene where the general turns up with the carriage and he puts mm-hmm. the spotlights on and you just see Tavra walk out. And then it's like that sort of like she opens her coat and it's like that. Yes. Like, kind yes. Of like, it's like horror, horror film vibes. Now and I will trying, say either what. And they're trying to like, you know, they're trying to stomp on the, on the, on the babies and they're trying to, you know, and then in the next breath, Augur's like, 
You can't. You try to control Augra. Augra can't even control Augra. <laughs> like, I love it's that. It's just just flipping instantly yeah. to ah, oh, yeah, brilliant. I love the CG for those. Yeah, it looked like a puppet. Yeah, um, like yeah. Uh, they look one hundred percent real, and they're that whole sequence of the of the Arathim baby with Augra's eyeball and that. Oh sequence, yeah, yeah. Castle, so like that, those effects are mind blowing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And I think what helps a lot with that is like the movement, like with, with a lot of the stuff that they decided to do CG, the movement isn't excessive. I think the problem, I think like the issues that a lot of modern films, I'm going to just pick an example, like for example, the Jurassic Park uh, franchise, like Jurassic World. When you have CG dinosaurs, they are doing stuff with them that I'd class as excessive. So your mind disconnects from it in a way because you're kind of like, I don't believe that a dinosaur would move like that. Whereas with Age of Resistance, I think they possibly might have sat down and said, right, how do we like, yes, these need to move in that, but how do we still ground this like mm -hmm. the those the rathin babies are not like jumping and doing somersaults and the, the, you know, they're moving like a puppet would move you know yeah so you, you you when it goes to cg it doesn't disconnect you just kind of accept that that's what's happening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um, which i think which i think a lot of modern television a lot of modern filmmaking has issues with like you know the original jurassic park movie the reason the you know, you go from animatronic dinosaurs and puppet dinosaurs to CG works so well is because you're not having that. The CG shots are very fleeting, mm -hmm. but the movement is still similar. It's still the same as what they've already done. Yeah, that's amazing. I just saw uh, Dominion. Is that the last one? Yeah, 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 and yeah. The CG and the like, it looks so much worse than the original. Like the, the yeah. CG dinosaurs don't even look very good. They it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. And like the I was, technology like, we, is so much better. I know. I, we were talking to Rob about it earlier. Like I, I enjoy Jurassic World, the first one, but I see it as a monster movie, not a dinosaur movie. Mm -hmm. Like the bit of the, I love the sequence with the T-Rex is fighting the yep. uh, V-Rex or whatever, but it's like watching Godzilla. You know what I mean? Like it's like a monster movie. I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're sidetracking here about dinosaurs. No, but, but I you mean, know, I you, think we're talking but, about you, but creature effects. Yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. understands what and we're what about. works and what doesn't, and how if you're not paying attention and you're not taking your time to really get the movements right between practical and CG, it'll look weird to the eye, which Dr Jurassic World Dominion does. It, mm. It's just a big. There's a big difference between the CG and the practical. Neither of them look that great. But with Age of Resistance, they really made the CG look like it could be a puppet. Even with, yeah. the, uh, which we haven't talked about, the um, the the beetle, the thing that goes in his eye. Um, what's that called? Oh, the peeper beetle. The peeper how beetle. Could we, yeah. How could we forget I the know. peeper beetle? <laughs> like, oh my, jeez, man, that is like horrendous. Yeah, that, 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 like thing that was whew. making me sweat. Yeah, like yeah. that is really like, and that, and apparently there's like four versions of that, and that was like the least grim version. Really? Like what? How is that? Wow. Like you know what I mean? Like that wow. is crazy. Wow. Like That's I'd crazy. love to. I mean, I'd love to see the other versions. That would be <laughs> just as great. But yeah, I think because um, that was obviously again that with 
Age of Resistance, they kind of tweaked the lore a little bit. So in the World of the Dark Crystal, it said that Skektek removes his own eye with his experiments. Hmm. But it to me, um, it doesn't really bother me. Like the replacement is so much better, in my personal opinion. Oh, I agree. Like the idea agree. that, you know, because, you know, we've seen like Trial by Stone, which is, you know, when the Skeksis are punished. So it's cool to see that they have other punishments, mm-hmm. you know. And that whole bone cage thing they put on oh, beautiful isn't it? it is and uh, even but and i know i don't remember who talked about this the effect for the peeper beetle but they also wanted to make sure the people the peeper beetle read like a puppet as if someone was puppeteering it and it looked ah, like it that peeper okay. beetle looks real i mean it looks 100 percent real it doesn't look cg but they no. want they made sure to animate it in a way that is if it was a puppet this is what it would look like and there's a there's there's a shot where, you know, the Peeper Beetle's opened up his eyelids and you can see Skektek's eyeball and the Peeper Beetle peers right yes, in. Yes, yes. And, and I was like, this is horrific, man. I'm like, <laughs> oh God. He's like proper glaring. Like, he's like, ooh, <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> I just, yeah, man, that just, ah, I just thought that was grim. But yeah, very grim. And then, like, I love the whole how they kind of, Going with the Skeksis, how they, how they kind of went with, they kind of elaborated on the ceremony part as well. You know, like it was, it had very much harboring back to, harboring back to the scene which was deleted, which was the um, Emperor's funeral scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like smoke and we have, um, we have the um, uh, ritual master in the middle and, you know, you know, he's going on about, you know, when we fail our emperor and, you know, you must, you know, we must the chance. And stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, it's, it's almost, um, I dare say it's almost church like. Yes. Yes. You know it's what very, I mean? It's very uh, traditional. It feels very liturgical. Yeah. 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 For these creatures that don't seem to give one care about anything. Um, but yeah. that's a process for them too. They get, they get worse the more we go along, you know? Yeah. Nexus do and then and i think um, it's cool that like they kind of like they're they're almost so bored with life by the time we get to the movie that you know the trial by stone is like the event of like the decade you know what i mean mm-hmm, like nothing's mm-hmm. happened so it's like oh my god you know oh, there's gonna be a fight you know it's like they get excited <laughs> even though they're like beating each other up yeah and there's a little bit of that too with them with the Chamberlain and the general going at a little bit, and there was a little bit of a tiff yeah, before them. And then the yeah, other skeptics are like, Oh yeah, come on. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. get them on. They want to see some action happening. Yeah. I mean, of course they're just these pompous, essentially like, uh, like the ruling class who have nothing better to do than to, yeah. to, to kill themselves than anyone else for sport. It's like for just fun, bloated, for, up, bloated old men, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I mean, we, we you know, this, we're talking about creatures in this. I mean, there are so many creatures that appear in this film and series. I mean, you take the bath scene, like when the emperor's got that little bug that's eating the dead skin off the bottom of his foot, you know, someone had to mold that and paint that and design that. And then, and then he just stands on it and squishes it, you know, like (laughs) there's loads and loads and loads of them. Um, That whole bath scene was just amazing. I mean, we're going to have to go through, the 
AOR scene by scene at certain points, yeah. just to talk about yeah. each scene and what's in them and what's going on there. Because I think we should, uh, I think we should get, we should do a vote on the um, on the Instagram story. Okay. Yeah, get the fans to vote what they want us to talk about. We'll break. Yes, down the let's do it. Thing. And we're coming up on probably a little bit past the hour on this, so we should probably okay. cut, it, cut it short. Um, yeah. We'll continue this conversation, everyone. Again, this is this show is very stream of consciousness. We just want to talk about things that we love. We'll probably get a little bit more structured at certain points if we are interviewing certain people. Um, but we're having a great time, and we hope you guys are too. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Take care. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. Follow us on Instagram at darkcrystalpodcast and on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.